Hello and welcome to We're Still Here, the final, probably, We're Still Here, at least of 2020. Will we come back in 2021? I don't know. Um, but I'm still here, Sam McLaren, and joining me on today's episode is the man who is probably just as important to me in my life as my husband. It's very wonderful, Tim Burke. Hey, Tim, how are you doing? What an introduction. What an introduction. Hi, I'm, 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 I'm blushing. Thank I you. couldn't live without you like I couldn't really live without him. That is a wonderful thing to say. I'm touched. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Are you um, Are you feeling festive? I, I'm getting there. We've got a wreath on the door, handmade, homemade wreath. We were, went very Kirsty Allsop. Nice. Uh, the tree is up. So, yeah, the, our street goes mental at Christmas. And, You've shown um, me pictures of this before. Yeah. It's national lampoons on acid. Are you uh, are you quite competitive about it? Well, um, we're getting there. That everyone else has um, kids, so they obviously decorate their house for the kids. Oh, but actually, not all of them. And the most decorated um, house does not have kids. Um, but the first we've been. This is our third Christmas here. And the first Christmas, we literally had like a string of fairy lights in the in the window. And like a candle to hold on the on the big turning turning on of the lights um ceremony and we were really embarrassed and this this year we've actually got quite a lot of lights out the front and and were told by those who do much better that we were quite impressive so we're, we're taking that as a win definitely nice i like the sound of it how about you are you festive yeah properly we've had the we've had the decorations up for Crikey, it's got to be over two weeks now. The kids wanted them up as early as we could, so we, we've been in we've been in the zone for for weeks. Loads of lights outside, elf on the shelf being moved every night. I heard um I overheard the eldest saying to our little elf this morning, "Can you try to do something more exciting tomorrow?" Which means that I've been coming up with really awful ideas of where to put this thing um, before I go to bed each night. Brilliant. Has, has your elf got a little um uh, face mask? No. Oh, maybe I can make one for him. And that could be that's a great idea, Sam. That could be that could be tonight's um, that could be tonight's surprise from the elf. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you sorted it out. Or like a full hazmat suit or something. <laughs> I love it. All all other suggestions, I'm sure Tim would gratefully receive. So if people have elf, elf on the shelf ideas, I'm sure um, a tweet to Tim would um, be, be well appreciated. Please. I've got a couple of weeks to go. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, anyway, well, I guess we're not really here to talk about Elf on the Shelf and Christmas lights and our our lives. We're here to talk about um, this week's issue of, of EG, our final printed issue of EG. But we are still online and and in the app. Um, there will be a reduced service, uh, everyone, from the twenty fourth. Um, but hopefully, you'll all have uh, other things, family time um, between uh, the fourth and the twenty fourth. Sorry, and the fourth. But we'll be back with gusto in the new year and we are still around up until the 24th um but it's a it's a really lovely issue this week isn't it i mean it It is is every week but this one especially there is there is loads in it plenty of plenty of long reads uh to keep everyone informed and entertained over the impending break um should we start with the longest of the long reads? Yeah, it's a long re- read. <laughs> it is. It, it's the definition of a long read. So um, our retail research head, James Child, dived into the outlook for retail and real estate after after an industry changing year. That's probably putting it putting it lightly, I think. Um, 
this is a great read. There is a lot to unpack, not least a, a huge number of charts and graphs based on on radius data and other sources. It's actually, it, I think you'll agree, it's one of those features you've really got to see in print or online. I think me talking about this on a podcast is just um, it's just the finger pointing at the moon to misuse an old Buddhist teaching. You've you've got to see this with the charts and the graphs and the infographics all together. But it's um, it's a great read. James looks at the changing nature of of how and where we shop and what that's done to demand for for space for openings and closings. Looks at all the shifts we've seen in investment levels in retail real estate, the opportunities for change of use, including residential. It's um. It's a proper tour of not just the the problems, but also the the possibility for upside. You know, he talks about um, repurposing empty space as as a catalyst for change, and I suppose we we could probably say the same about about a lot of things this year. But um, but but certainly retail retail is 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 very close to the top of that list. Yeah, it's a it's a fascinating asset class, isn't it? Retail and just the whole story of what's been what's been going on in that in that that market and the you know the personalities in it and and all sorts it's um that you know it's it's the sector that just keeps on giving doesn't it and also i i think the sector that probably has um the greatest opportunity to deliver something really quite exciting um and i think there are there are um innovators in in that sector there are a lot of um non-innovators as well a few dinosaurs left but um they're they're quickly going um but yeah i think that i really enjoyed enjoyed that piece and it is it's definitely you know grab a grab a cuppa sit down in a nice comfy chair put your feet up and have a have a really good read you might you might want to you know pen and paper next to you because there'll be there'll be notes and you know james will be talking more about it in the new year as well so if people want to um, poke james for for more info then um he is um james child eg i think on twitter isn't he or eg james child but search him out and he he loves a good he loves a good gossip doesn't he he does he will love being so that that's the big big read what else have we got in there you did you've done quite a mammoth piece looking at the the whole of the year in review Yes. Um, yeah. So we've got the we've got a year end review where we take uh, we take a month by month look back at, um, at the oddest of years in the industry. I don't I, I don't really think the themes that that thread it together will will surprise anyone necessarily. I think the same topics have probably kept us all talking over recent months. Um, but you know when when you look back at the stories that have um, that have grabbed our readers' attention sort of threaded together these these strange months it's it's around whether we'll ever use offices in quite the same way again what the pandemic's done to the investment and the leasing markets a, a really busy M&A market and lots of sort of interesting developments there particularly in in the listed space and then a, a lot of change at the top of some of the biggest real estate companies and you know I think it's um I think it's fair to say that we'll almost certainly still be talking about all of those topics and what they mean for for the industry well into next year at the moment. Absolutely. And uh, I know you do have a fav- a favorite story from the whole of this year and you're going to talk about that in a in a bit, but you aside from that one that I know you're going to talk about from that year in review is there any any story that's really got 
um, got you excited and and you know made you want to really shout about out there in the in the market? I think the thread that I've been most interested in is is what happens in um what happens in the M and A and the takeover space. I think some of these developments that we've that we've seen, and I mean the one that immediately springs to mind is the back and forth over the future of countrywide, um, which is which has been rumbling on for months now. Um, really says something interesting about the kind of the kind of dynamics we're going to see play out as as. Companies look at whether their future lies on the public markets or being taken private and, and buyers buy to pick up the best assets. Uh, countrywide springing to mind, you know, immediately. But I think we've seen really interesting plays as well from Wellcome Trust um, making its move for Urban and Civic and uh, Lone Star as well, which um, which got a shareholder sign off for its McCarthy and Stone takeover um, just a couple of days ago. And it. it it really feels with the volatility that we've seen on the equity markets recently, uh, that's probably only just the beginning. I think you're going to see a lot more, a lot more companies come into play. I've talking with, a, I've spoken with a lot of analysts who, um, who singled out, for example, companies like Helical and um, Great Portland Estates as, as potential takeover targets for the coming mm-hmm. months. Um, I think you're going to see a lot more on the on the deal making front as we head into next year and it's going to be quite interesting to see what sources of money make moves for some of the um for some of the big listed players yeah i think if you are a a uk listed propco like none of our propcos are huge are they and if mm. you are a a big us or any global fund then it's they're quite um quite e- easy acquisitions i suppose they're not easy but they're it's it's not a a sum of money that is insurmountable for for investors out there and you know bricks and mortar does have a have a real value that's not really being reflected in in share price at the moment i think you're right i think you're right but but then move us on to your your very favorite piece i guess in the magazine and potentially of the entire entire year I I know I shouldn't I know I shouldn't pick mm-hmm. a favorite feature this week but but I do have one. Um so back in back in April Emma Rossa suggested a new column for us a, a lockdown diary in which uh, we would have leaders from across the industry sharing a day in their life as they got to grips with what the pandemic and lockdown restrictions meant for their business and and for them in their personal lives as as we all you know adapted to to working from home rather than in the office and i know you'll agree with me over the months since it has become a true highlight of eg each week i mean these these diaries that we've had have been they've been eye opening they've been uplifting and inspirational they've been sad sometimes they've been laugh out loud funny sometimes they've been they've been all of that in in the same piece and so this week emma has written a, a really fantastic piece in which she talks a little about why she wanted us to run this column but also then traces the journey that that we and the industry have all been on over the course of this year uh, through the eyes of um of some of our columnists and i'm i'm loath to give too much of it away because i i think really it should it should just be read but it's um it's in the mag this week and it will be on the website as well on monday and it is um it is rather wonderful 
and and those of you that are able to access online will be able to sort of delve back into to all of the all of those lo- lockdown diaries as well and re- refresh your your memory and they are really wonderful and it's a bit of a journey through um all of our sort of mental states throughout the the lockdown period hasn't it coming in and coming out of it and and um just how we how we've coped in this really really odd year it really is yeah you look you look back at at some of those early entries and it's um it's strange because it's really so recent but it feel it feels like such a long time ago that we were having these initial discussions about how strange it was to suddenly be under lockdown and working from home and i don't think anyone necessarily would have predicted then that we'd many of us would would still be in a similar position you know as um as the end of the the year drew near but um yeah as you say it really it really is a nice way to I guess track that um that journey that we've all been on yeah yeah and then also i mean i've used the opportunity in in the mag this this week to to say a few say a few thank yous because i think it you know it really has been as the as the issue shows a um unusual challenging year and i think um, you, you know me, Tim. I very much. I like to point the finger sometimes and um, t- tell people <laughs> what, I, what I think. But um, I've tried to re- refrain myself, restrain myself from from doing that, and just just be nice because I think, you know, we all need a little kindness in the world right now. And everyone has worked so very hard this year just to try and get get through it. So, um, my question to you is: What are you, what are you most thankful? for this year and and what are you hoping to take into into 2021 do you know what i've been i've been really thankful for the chance to strike maybe a better work-life balance over these months um it sounds it sounds a little bit cheesy but some of some of the things i've really loved about you know an enforced working from home has been the chance just to walk the kids to school each day now i that's something i've done genuinely a handful of times in my stroke their life before um before being at home and um and you know the the chance to to spend a little more time with them for them also to see what what i do every day um i think is well i hope it's been really useful for for both of us so you know regardless of what next year brings and i'm sure we'll um you know we'll gradually uh return to a way of work that sees us back in town and back at our desks more regularly um i think i'd like to take that i'd like to take that with me excellent and you definitely should and have you inspired um your kids into a career in journalism yet i might have done i might have done that we mentioned on um we mentioned on the podcast a couple of weeks ago um when when ethan my nine-year-old had designed his own eg front cover about the world's tallest skyscraper that was being uh that was being built built but now um but now the youngest, Jonah, who's five, has started to um, to come and sit with me while I'm tapping away and ask if he can help with the work. He hasn't yet, and I will I will give him a joint byline if um if he has any <laughs> contributions to make. But he he seems um yeah he seems quite intrigued by it all, which is as I say, it's quite nice to see. Absolutely. Well, it's it's a great <laughs> career, isn't it, for anyone? It who is wants indeed. To paid gossips is what an, an old editor used to say to me whenever we um had a little whinge about your know, work is so hard it'd say what are you talking about you're paid to gossip paid to gossip i like that that's good which, which is true so you know what a great job yeah well 
I suppose that brings us to the end of we're still here 2020 unless you're going to do a me and say oh one more thing I wasn't going to but now I feel put on the spot yeah (laughs) no look my final my final words would just be um as you say in your editor's comment this week it's been a year. I think it really has. But um, but a big thank you to all of our, our, our listeners and readers for um, for coming on this coming on this journey with us. Um, hopefully, everyone has uh, a lovely end to the year. And um, yeah, I think that's probably about it for me. Other than wear a mask. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Be safe and look after each other. Be kind to each other. That's a bit Jerry Springer, isn't it? Have we gone all Jerry Springer? I think that's okay. You can go a bit Jerry Springer as Christmas approaches, can't you? You can, you can. Um, So, yeah, we are still here. We're still online for a little bit longer. If you want us to still be here in the form of this podcast next year, do let us know. Give us a um a shout out on on shout out a shout wow. out. Love it. <laughs> Not even from London. Um, a shout out on Twitter if you want us want us to continue the We're Still Here podcast into the next year, giving you a little bit of a a rundown of what we've been working on throughout the year. But for for now, from from me, from Tim, from the whole of the EG crew, have a wonderful rest of this year. Thank you for sticking with us and being part of uh, this uh, wonderful industry of ours. Thank you for all the little helps that you have um, delivered throughout the year. And as Tim said, wear a mask, look after yourself and stick around. And we'll see you in 2021. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the EG Property Podcast. We hope you found the content insightful and helpful. If you'd like more of the same and to keep up with all the latest news, views, analysis and research that the EG Group has to provide, be sure to sign up to all of our property podcasts and subscribe to Radius Data Exchange for unlimited access to all of our content and comprehensive commercial real estate data. (laughs) 